and welcome back to Harry Potter in the Reread Podcast. I'm your host, David Jansen, joined as always with Kyle Jans. Kyle, how are you? Ready to go. Uh, I'm excited for this chapter. We are going to talk a little bit of some smut magazine writing, some article writing. We're going to see a return from a very loved character. Very loved considering he's like in, I guess he's in three books, three of the four, which is a considerable amount. But yeah. it seems like he plays such a short part in Harry's life, but a lasting impact. We're talking serious Black, of course. And we're talking Padfoot return. So he makes his return for the first time since the end of the third book, I think, at this point now. So we get to see him in the flesh and... It's kind of fun. I enjoyed this chapter. It's also kind of funny. We'll talk a little bit about it more in one of his notes to the kids, but I think it gives us an idea of what his state is. But yeah, we're going to get a lot of that. We're going to learn a lot about it. He's maybe not doing the best. He's he's struggling a little bit. Uh, Let's be honest. But it's a a fun chapter. So we're going to talk about all that coming up. So why don't you actually just start taking us through that right now? Yeah, so this obviously picks up right after the end of the second task, and Ron's having a good old time retelling exactly what happened because no one could see it. Uh, every time he retells the story, it gets more and more far from the truth. So Hermione is getting teased a little bit because she was Crumb's most missed thing, which she was not the most happy about. Um, but as you mentioned, Sirius sends an owl, says, meet them at Hogwarts, bring lots of food. Uh, <laughs> Skeeter. Rhea Skeeter is at it again. This time there's an article about Hermione, which is sort of framed as if it's an article about Harry, but it is in fact an article about Hermione stating that uh, Harry is devastated because he had been dating Hermione, but now she's moved on to Crumb and she's just about famous wizards. Um, It also implies that she might be using a love potion because Pansy Parkinson calls her ugly. So very aggressive quote. Um, One interesting tidbit in the article is that Rita knows Crumb asked Hermione to visit, but that happened as soon as he pulled her out of the water in the second task and there was no one else around. So Hermione's not sure how she could know that. Uh, Snape pulls a Snape and he starts taking points from Gryffindor for basically nothing and, you know, tortures Harry by starting to read the article aloud. He separates the three friends and Snape Snape takes the opportunity to again be pretty cruel to Harry. Mostly we learn because he thinks Harry was the one who broke into his office um, a few chapters ago um, uh, because Harry had the gillyweed and that was missing. So not the most unreasonable thing, but Harry denies the request saying he didn't do it. And Snape pulls out a bottle of Veritier serum, which is a truth, truth potion. And he uses it a little bit as a threat, um, but says he can't, he's not allowed, but you know, maybe accidents will happen. Karkaroff appears, interrupts the lesson, and he's been demanding to see Snape, who has been avoiding him. He sort of pulls him off to the side, and he pulls up his sleeve, and as he does that, Snape gets upset and tells him to put it away, and he'll talk to him after. But Karkaroff is definitely worried about something. The next day, they visit Hogsmeade. They have all the food for, for Sirius, and they do their general Hogsmeade stuff, including some shopping for a thank you present for Dobby, more socks. Then they meet up with Sirius, the dog version. And he takes them on this hike into a well-hidden cave just outside of Hogsmeade, uh, where Buckbeak actually is hanging out as well. So they're still together. Sirius tells them he's been hiding out 
close to the castle because as he's sort of been able to glean from the copies of the Daily Prophet, he's been able to get that things are getting fishier. Um, they discuss the odd disappearance of Barty Crouch and Sirius suggests that potentially Winky was the one who stole the rod or stole Harry's wand at the World Cup. Uh, but they go through sort of all the different candidates, including Ludo Bagman. And Sirius is interested in why he keeps offering to help Harry. Um, because that seems a little odd. Um, Sirius is very fixated on that um, Crouch-Winky interaction at, at the World Cup, like why Barty wasn't there, but we don't really get any payoff um, for why he's was concerned about that. But we do, however, learn more about Barty Crouch. Um, he was the one who sent Sirius to Azkaban with no trial. Um, he was supposed to be the next Minister for Magic. Um, and one of the things, one of the reasons he was getting such a political stand or, or like stance was um, his harshness against Voldemort supporters. Um, and then we finally learn about Barty Crouch Jr. We learn that he was a Death Eater and um, sort of him being a Death Eater led to Barty Crouch Sr. not being named Minister for Magic. Um, Barty Sr. actually sent his own son to Azkaban and then he died about a year later, Sirius mentioned, and then his wife died shortly after. Um, Sirius mentions that he saw Barty Sr. come in carrying his very sick wife, and then he knows that they buried Barty Jr. a couple days later um, outside Azkaban. Um, they argue about Snape again. Sirius tells him that all Snape's school friends ended up being Death Eaters. Um, then they argue about Snape some more this time sort of on the side of what's Karkaroff doing. Um, but Sirius still believes you got to trust Dumbledore. Um, but he tells Ron to ask Percy about Barty because all of his disappearances and stuff and, and not appearing and robbing the, or going into the storeroom all seems very strange. Um, we do get another tidbit about Bertha Jorkins again, who apparently was actually quite sharp when she was in school. And so the way she's portrayed in the papers as being sort of like, um, foggy headed and not good at remembering that doesn't ring true to Sirius but she was a big gossip um, and then Sirius sends them away and says just send him a note if they need him yes and only refer to him as Snuffles Snuffles that's which right which I think is a great dog name come here yeah. Snuffles yeah <laughs> so a lot of exposition um, yeah but I think um, to me there's really like three main people to talk about in terms of this chapter uh, we gotta talk about Rita a little bit clear that up we gotta talk about Sirius and then we, we gotta talk about Barty Crouch because we learned some key some key stuff here we learned a lot of really good information so let's take it in chronological yeah, let's order, do it in chronological order. Uh, we get an article from Rita in weekly which is weekly seems like it's a bit more i don't know i kind of think of it as being like a cosmo-esque type magazine or something it seems like it's a little more smutty that but that's what her writing is all the time we get more bias we get more exaggeration we uh essentially get a an article that is portraying hermione as being kind of like a clout chaser or someone mm -hmm. who's kind mm -hmm. of chasing after relationships for the fame of them um I think it's kind of sad for a grown adult woman it's to weird. be writing about a 14-year-old's love life. It's weird. It's really weird. Um, like, 
doesn't she have something better to do than be messing around with the lives of 14 year olds like it, it was different it was different when she was going after arthur weasley and the ministry because whether or not you agree with her that's political she's holding people of power Mm-hmm. accountable yeah whether they whether it's right or not or not in some of her writing for sure that can be argued but yeah to be attacking now a 14 year old because she stood up to you in a previous chapter is really showing you how vindictive and nasty of a woman she actually is where that isn't out of balance for her to be kind of making up these lies and then using these Slytherin students as sources for all of her her articles. Yeah, being described as a beautiful Slytherin girl or something like that in yeah. the article. Yeah, and we had Goyle be or Crab, one of them being quoted before. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's weird. I just don't know why. I mean, it's fame. The answer is fame. But beyond fame, I don't know why she thought that this would be what people would care about. Um. It's interesting that this was in Witch Weekly and not the Daily Prophet. Yeah. So well, do you know any difference of what Witch, Witch Weekly is compared to well, the Daily Prophet? I feel like it's sort of like a tabloid magazine. A little bit more of a tabloid. That's kind of what I was gathering from it as well. Um, um, yeah, I guess it, it is less news. It seems like it's more like a, yeah, like an arts, like kind of, yeah, tabloid National Enquirer type thing where that type of writing makes sense. But it makes sense about people who are, I, and I guess this is what she did. Like she made it about, made Harry, it about Potter, Harry who people yeah. may or may not care about. But then she really just used this to go after a 14 year old who said something rude to her in a bar. Like, go away. Yeah. Like, go away. Yeah. Here's, here's the one thing that sort of was weird to me about the article outside of the whole article. So she put in that piece about Crumb asking her to visit. Um, I don't know why that even matters because we know she's making up half the article anyways. So why go to the effort of getting a piece of truth when you're just going to make up a bunch of stuff? It's different if it's a piece of truth that at least a decent amount of portion people, like a decent amount of people could confirm as being true. Yeah. then it would add credibility to your article. But the only people who could confirm if it's true are Hermione and Crumb. Like, I don't know the value. Like, she went to all that effort to get it, and I don't know the value. I think, like, that might be the only piece of truth in the entire article. So yeah. I think that was her hook or her cause for even writing the article. It, it was at least that one thing that was true and then she colored in the rest around it to weave it into some kind of story that fit her narrative. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that she wouldn't just made something up or done something with it anyway, because clearly that connection was there between Victor and Hermione as it was, given that they went to the Yule Ball together and she yeah. was the object that had to be retrieved and that type of thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, whether it was there or not or necessary to go through that effort to get it, probably not. But it does add that element of truth to it for sure. Yeah. Um, I would just say as well, like on the flip side, Hermione's response to this article is amazing. She yeah. doesn't she doesn't let it phase her at all, which I give her a lot of credit for because if you're a 
14 year old girl and you're having those things written about you and people talking behind your back and snickering at you like it's she does she just kind of lets it roll over and she kind of sarcastically waves at the Slytherins who are trying to make fun of her for it she lets it slide and then she actually does something about it in the future where she actually gets back at Rita for all of this so I give her a lot of credit yeah, for that. I, I agree too. She, there's like a very mature response. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I don't have much to say. I think we can move on to the meat of the chapter, which is Sirius Black, who ironically has not had much good meat lately. No. He's been s- sticking around eating rats. It's um, not ideal. What is not ideal. beak eating? Like- also rats. I guess so. I feel like Buckbeak would be struggling off that as well. well um, we could talk about Buckbeak really quick. Um, why is he still hanging around with Sirius Black? I think it's just transport and they've created a bond. I don't know. That would be my guess. He could just go back to Hogwarts. No. Who's going to turn him in? No one can tell one hypogriff from the other. Maybe. They're, maybe they're tracked. They got like little ear tags Maybe. or something. You don't think you don't think uh, Hagrid could uh, cover it up? I think he could. He can apparently breed his own creatures. So. <laughs> I was just gonna say he's a bit of a mad scientist, so mm-hmm. I'm sure that he has a way to yeah. deal with that. Yeah, but um, but yeah. yeah. So Sirius is hiding out in the cave with Buckbeak. I think the cave is a good hiding spot. I mean, I'll Buckbeak, give him a lot of credit. Yeah. Buckbeak can come and go as he pleases. He's not really going to get noticed up the mountain and he can probably go out and he's not like um, not like being confined in a cage or, or anything. He's close to the town, close enough that he can go retrieve information without like really being um, at risk. Mm-hmm. He plays yeah. it up as like being a yeah small stray dog. Yeah. Who comes into Hogsmeade every now and then, but doesn't garner too much attention. The uh, trek to get out to that cave is not easy. It's about no. a half an hour through like a lot of rocky terrain. So, well, which you wouldn't be going. It doesn't really sound like it it's a popular hiking trail, right? You wouldn't really be going there. Exactly. So, yeah, I give him a lot of credit. It's pretty smart there. He. Yeah, he could really do with some food, though. I don't know. If maybe instead of picking up newspapers, he should have been trying to find scraps from the restaurants and stuff or whatever that are available there. But actually, do they even have garbage? They probably just wave their wands probably. and things go away. So there might not be any table scraps. But yeah, he's uh, he's looking rough. But ultimately, he provides a bit of a morale boost to Definitely. Harry in particular. Um, yeah. And reveals a lot of very useful information as well. Um, And what I liked about this, and we'll get into it a little bit more with Barty Crouch Jr. and stuff. Like you talked about him revealing serious, revealing that Barty Crouch Jr. died in day in jail and Sirius black is actually giving like this firsthand account of seeing his body being buried and stuff. So when you're reading this, you're like, well, I trust Sirius. I'm going right. to take him for his word. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, as he's going through that stuff, one thing that really comes through is Sirius does not change his mind on people. Mm-hmm. Like he has some very strong beliefs about Snape and Barty Crouch. 
And obviously, Brody Crouch Sr., you know, I, I that makes a lot more sense. But he knew Snape when Snape was a teenager. And honestly, Sirius was the one being the asshole, not Snape. Not and he Snape. still just looks at him with such disdain, even though he knows nothing about his life. Yeah. At this point, we can be pretty sure, I think, that Sirius does not know Snape was a Death Eater. Yeah, that's it. It was not confirmed. Um, he wasn't even sure. Like, we know that Barty Crouch Jr. was, but I think the way that Sirius talks about it in this chapter is that he believes he had ties to it. Doesn't just wasn't yes, necessarily. They didn't come out, they didn't come out and say it. Yeah. They said that he was found with a group of Death Eaters. Yeah. And at that point, they weren't asking questions. If you were found with them, you were guilty by association. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like he knew he knows Karkarov was a death eater but right. he he wasn't 100 percent sure about snape he didn't have kind of the facts to yeah back it up and it doesn't it doesn't seem like he knows about the death eater tattoo it sounds like the death eater tattoo is actually a pretty big secret which is interesting to me because it's so public but i guess when's the last time you've seen a wizard or a witch wear a t-shirt as well yeah and probably always... you don't if you are a death eater yeah so it seems like it's very well hidden which i find interesting because i always thought that, that would be something that's very exposed and well obvious, it also but... fades right that's yes. the whole that's the whole thing that's happening here is i i guess it's like some sort of kind of like a pager system mm-hmm. like when you're needed it appears um so i i think he doesn't know what karkaroff could have been showing snape um in there but yeah, so I mean, I like that Sirius came back. He obviously realized that Harry could be in danger. And, you know, I don't know that he's in more danger being hidden up this mountain than he was before. Before. I think there's an element to Sirius Black's personality that he he likes living a little bit on the wild side, I guess, or kind of likes doing things that might not be necessarily safe i guess you could say so maybe that plays into him wanting to be closer just kind of being moving around i don't really know i can't really say what the value is otherwise other if like something were to go wrong right he would be there but at the same time it's not like he can expose himself either because well, i think he would if still it a fugitive yeah. yeah life or death i think for sure yeah so then the other person we we spend some time with here even though he's not in the chapter he's of course yes um i don't know that we knew quite how powerful a wizard barty crouch senior was it's i think it was hinted i think it was hinted early on that he was very competent like because they contrast him with ludo we had that whole chapter Mm -hmm. about the two of them and we obviously get the sense that he's very good at his job and he knows what's going on but i don't know that you get the sense of like this is a really powerful wizard but he is yes yeah, no, he absolutely is. Like we see that it is hinted at that he was set to become the next minister for magic due to, as you mentioned, like his stance on crime, essentially, or his stance yeah. on against Voldemort. Um, even though he kind of, yeah, that was his whole goal in life, it actually seems like, was to become yeah. minister for magic. And then that is all taken away from him when his own son is aligned with the group that he's been trying to persecute and stop right so let's talk about that a little bit because it wasn't because he was aligned with them 
that he got out of line, like that he got skipped over by Camille Spudge. And it wasn't because he sent his own son to prison that he got stepped over by Fudge. They, they stepped over him because they're like, how could this have happened to his son? He must not have loved his son enough. What? That seems never so... Put it, that's interesting. I didn't put that together. I always mm-hmm. thought that it was just because of his son's attachment or the, the name recognition that he had with Voldemort and that familiarity. Yeah, no, they, there's a quote here. I'm going to find it. Um, uh, uh, I mean, go, but uh, basically, um, once the boy had died, people started feeling a bit more sympathetic towards him. And the boy, like sympathetic towards him being Barty Coach Jr. Barty Coach, yeah. And started asking how a nice young lad from a good family had gone so badly astray. The conclusion was that his father never cared for him much. I mean, that is true. He definitely did not care for him much because he was very much focused on his work and kind of his positioning and status within within the ministry. Um, it I seems don't know. like that. I, it seems that, like people are the wizards. Wizards suck at like general logic. management of things. Their logic. We know is that the tainted. Hogwarts is not managed well. Here we are. Like, here's a competent person who could be our minister. But he might not have been a great father, so we don't want him leading. What? We do think that he did a great job against the dark wizards, and that might be relative work experience. I'm not suggesting that he would have or would not have, but like he he if you're in charge of the government and you're willing to put the law above your family, that should be like bonus points in your corner. It shouldn't somehow backfiring against you. Yeah, and and it did, which I think, yeah, ultimately it did backfire for him terribly, which I think leads to kind of the whole Barty Crouch Jr. escaping situation too, probably. But yeah, because the other bit, the other key bit that we get here is that his wife and son theoretically both die within a year of him sending his son to Azkaban. Obviously, we know Barty Crouch Jr. is alive. Yes. Um, but I think what we see here is he loses himself after his wife dies and he just throws himself more into the work. And we know that, um, uh, we know that, uh, the whole, um, uh, situation where he breaks his son out of Azkaban, he did that for his dying wife. And I think that was really against, you know, his moral fibers. It um, uh, call back from last week. Our yeah. moral fibers. No, it absolutely was. Um, yeah, that. It seems like now he's in a state, or he was in a state, where, and I think it's referred to in the chapter as well that he's looking to kind of end his career or kind of continue to get back into the good books by finding like one last person to take down one last big name so that he could make a good name for himself again um yeah obviously that's not going to happen and the whole situation with him basically allowing his son to live and help him escape from azkaban i also imagine well he's obviously not in his right state of mind right now but i imagine that that would have had managed a lot of guilt 
for him as well and what yeah. it's all kind of led to yeah i agreed um anything you had forgotten about in this chapter most of it um <laughs> fair enough yeah i the serious visit mostly and kind of the location of it um i knew that we obviously get this kind of background on barty crouch and party coach jr coming down but between that and like yeah most of it <laughs> i feel uh, like the deeper we get into these books in this that's, series that's a fine. lot of it is going to be like this entire chapter that's great though because that's the whole point that's the fun part um the one thing that has stuck out to me that i'd forgotten is that harry buys dobby a thank you gift and yes you know what he deserved one. Oh, absolutely and he deserves more than socks like give no but he loves some... socks no he, he loves... loves socks he doesn't know about other things so he loves socks so but give him a sweater well I, yeah. again right he got a sweater from the wheezies yeah. and i feel like he would love that more but you're right he does he does he love a good sock he likes to wear mismatched socks so i think socks the, is a fair is a fair gift there the uglier the better yeah um so we'd already talked about i don't really understand why buckbeak is still hanging around serious they don't there's not like a wanted poster of a, a hippogriff everywhere like there is he could probably get on with his life but um that's fine there's an article in Rita Skeeter's story, or there's a, sorry, there's a, a portion in the article. I, I knew you were going to mention this. And it calls Crumb the hero of the last World Cup. He is not the hero. <laughs> he he is the reason his team lost. So that doesn't make sense. But yeah. to be fair, they all thought it was cool. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I had that written down, but I had a feeling that you would use that. Um I also, again, and we had talked about this before, like Sirius seems bewildered that Karkaroff is showing Snape something on his arm and he doesn't know what it would be. No. And I just, again, I felt like it should be common knowledge, especially maybe for Sirius. Who'd been in Azkaban with that. Like... Who'd been in Azkaban with them. He was part of like the original order of the phoenix and you feel like that this original order would have had some good knowledge on the dark mark and about the death eaters that they were fighting and combating against so it seems weird to me that they didn't know what was going on there yeah agreed um <laughs> if you google our dark mark tattoos common knowledge you get articles about people in real life getting dark mark tattoos <laughs> Uh, I'm a fan, but not that big of a fan to get that done. <laughs> is it offensive? Well, it doesn't represent great stuff, my friend. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, yeah. yeah. All right, I, I do have a couple other thoughts here because I, I thought this was a good chapter um, in general. Lots of lots of cool info. Um, when Snape is is telling Harry that he's gonna slip him some truth serum, yeah. This this was the order of Harry's worries. What if I let people know that it was Hermione and then Dobby who broke into Snape's um, <laughs> office? What if I accidentally let people know where Sirius is? What if I tell people that I have a crush on Cho Chang? And that's bam, the worst. bam, bam, bam. Fast, yeah. like fast and furious there. So he was like, oh, uh, uh. so. It, to me, it seems like he was ranking them in order of seriousness as well. And I feel like you should have switched two and three around, but... Well, I, I think like the, the was... I think Hermione and Dobby are on his mind because they were just talking about it. Yeah, no, that's fair. 
So um on the note of just kind of stolen things, but like the boom slang skin being stolen. And it's kind of interesting how Harry assumes it's Snape is referencing the second year when they had stolen, well, Hermione yeah. had stolen some yeah. to do the the polyjuice potion. Um, yeah, so clearly, yeah, again, that reference is made to that uh, ingredient that is needed and a hint at something in the future as well, which I really liked. Yeah, um, it was really observant of Ron at the end of the chapter to note how much Sirius cares for Harry that he's willing to just eat rats. Um, I thought like that was very like that was very observant of, of Ron to like note that it's he's correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I really liked the idea of Snape or Alan Rickman reading that entire Witches Weekly article. <laughs> that would have been music to my ears to listen yeah, to. That would be good. I don't think we have it quite like that in the movie, unfortunately. Um, the only the last thing I really have on this chapter is it's weird. And it's, I guess it's more about last chapter, um, but it comes up again because of the article. It's weird that Hermione is the best choice to have been chosen for Crumb to get like captured for the task. Like, why did they have to pick someone who was already at Hogwarts? They couldn't have flown in his mom. Like, yeah, they flew in Gabrielle. Right? So. I don't know. Maybe I think maybe it just goes to show like how head over heels infatuated he is. Maybe. Yeah, her. that's that's fair. Um, um, that's all. That's it. That's all I got for this chapter. Anything else you want to get, uh, touch on? I keep mentioning it whenever a beetle is mentioned in this Good book, call. because there's so many little references that you wouldn't get otherwise that I really like reading back. And this time one of the potions that they're making during potion ca- uh, class, they have to mash up beetles for the recipe. And so that's kind of described in, in uh very detailed, like yep. it's very descriptive, right? So there's just an absurd number of beetle references in this book that you don't actually realize what they're alluding yeah. to. And sometimes the beetles are just beetles. The beetles aren't necessarily Rita. So yeah. I liked that. Um, and then at the end though, Ron also mentions that because per- uh, Sirius has asked Percy to or Ron to go check in with Percy to see what's going on. And Ron mentions that Percy would probably throw one of his only family members in jail if they got in the way of his career. And I just thought that contra- uh, comment rather was interesting as well, given that Percy kind of is drinking from the, the ministry uh, Kool-Aid a little too much, especially get, later on this book. He doesn't get that series. far from it. He doesn't get yeah. that far from it. Exactly. Uh, so what quotes did you uh, take down here? Uh, in the article, there's a reference to Hermione, a plain but ambitious girl. What a cutting insult. So rude. So rude. Uh, She's 14 years old. And then Ron's reaction to the article is, she's made you to be out like some sort of some sort of scarlet woman, which I also enjoyed. And yeah. then one one more insult, this one from Snape, who's very nasty in the series compared to the books, like threatening them. He's basically threatening to drug a child, basically, yeah. with yeah. this truth potion. Um, pint-sized celebrity or not, if I catch you breaking into my office one more time. I just, again, it's yeah. super good. No, Snape is a horrible person. And we will not allow any whitewashing of Severus Snape. He sucks really bad. Um, I had a quote here from Sirius. It's one of those quotes that I think about, like I associate with this um, 
with this series, like this is one that just jumps out to me. And it goes, if you want to know what a man's like, take a good look at how he treats his inferiors, not his mm-hmm. equals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of those ones that, that sits there here for me. Yeah, that uh, was very good. MVP, LVP for me were pretty easy again, two chapters in a row. Uh, LVP, where'd you go? Um, I might have went a little out of left field. I'm kind of curious to know what you thought, but I couldn't get over the fact that Karkarov, who has a very big secret about being aligned with the Dark Lord, decides to barge into a classroom full of students to talk about the mark that aligns him with Voldemort in front of them. Yeah, um, correct. That's a great call. Uh, Let me be completely out in the open about this secret that I probably should be working a little bit harder to conceal. It's it's referenced that like Snape is avoiding him, and so this probably was the only way to no, not the only way. Uh, take it on. Way. But yeah, no, you know it what, was you know terrible. When, you know what you do? You show up at the end of the lesson, and you don't let him leave. You <laughs> exactly. don't show up in the middle, and you certainly don't flash your "I'm a I'm a Voldemort supporter" tattoo in everyone's face. Yeah, exactly. that's a great. That's a great pick. That's um, I went a different way. I went, I think, with a little bit more of a conventional pick. Uh, Rita Skeeter. Um, let's leave 14 year old girls alone and yeah. certainly let's not call them plain. Um, let but them ambitious. Be, let them be that, let them be whatever the hell they want to be. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the very, that's the conventional pick. It's kind of funny that I didn't even consider that because I just couldn't get over Karkarov in this. No, Karkarov is great. That's a great pick. They're, that's they're great both pick. good. Absolutely. Um, um, MVP. I think I, we'll be aligned here. Serious black. Yeah. It's serious black. I mean, you can uh, say he put himself at danger to protect his godson. He found a great hiding spot. Um, you know, kept Buckbeak alive, willing to do whatever it takes. Gives them but, a lot of context. That's but that's what I was important. about to say. At, at minimum, if he did none of that stuff, he provides us with a lot of key information here. Um, and nobody else, like nobody else does anything like not not as a negative but just nothing else really not nothing else is accomplished there's in this this chapter i guess we probably should have honorable mentioned snape for continuously being a uh, terrible human being as a lvp but yeah no that that would be an honorable mention uh yeah i don't even know if there are any honorable mentions for mvp maybe hermione hermione in the way that she responds to the article as well her response is good yeah no it absolutely goes to serious like the series up until this point is full of adult characters who kind of talk around the kids and don't really give them the full picture Sirius gets down to brass tacks and he not only well i mean he didn't want to do it through letter because obviously it could be intercepted but he goes through the effort to kind of give them some very important information that they're going to need or will need later on so yeah you got to go with him this chapter for sure you got to go with him Next week we are back again, as is tradition, and we're going to check. Uh, we're going to tackle chapter twenty-eight, the madness of Mister Grouch. That's going to be good. I I don't quite recall what the concept or what. Well, I, I know the concept, but I won't spoil uh, too much for you. Then I'm guessing, but it's good. It's some good stuff in there. Mister um, Crouch is going to go mad, so I'm in. But why? Into it. But why, why is the but why is the question? Yeah, so we're gonna t- we're gonna t- we're gonna be back one more chapter, and we're we're making our way through. This was episode number fifty seven. Oh, sorry, fifty six. Six, yeah, fifty six for us. And we only have after this one 
two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten chapters left after this. That'll be roughly six or seven, seven six or seven episodes. Yeah. Um, but we're we're making our way to the making end. our way downtown. Da, Not downtown. Da, da. We're going to the end. We've passed downtown on the map here. We and are the, we're in the final stretch. We're nearing the five hundred page mark of this book now. And in a book that has maybe 640 pages, that's pretty good. So we're I'd say we're well over three quarters here, or about three quarters, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, we're we got 170 pages left, almost right on the dot. Um, and we're gonna capture that in, in a few more episodes. Um a lot These are where the books get good. And 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 some really exciting stuff i'm very excited to get towards the end here we're gonna have a couple more chapters of setup i think we go set up we're pretty much doing setup all the way until the end of the third task all of that is still set up yeah. and then it's just payoff and i'm really looking forward to that payoff I, i'm excited my boy my boy all right yeah we're good poor amos <laughs> we'll get there though eventually not today not next week but we will be back i'm david that was kyle bye